Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. I just want to say that like that last episode where we started divulging information about our characters and having little chit chats was cool. And like we haven't really checked in with characters in a while, I think. Um, and for Drosharis, it was cool for Jason to like, be honest about what's going on, but it adds another like level of uncertainty now for me. Like, do I have to deal with Val because I was honest. Like, deal with Val? In all of the <laughs> senses that deal comes, can right, I, implies, yeah. Can I ask a, a question? Yeah. Um, is that what you were putting on the, like, when Drew was, like, hiding a note in the brick of the building and then came back to see if it was there? Were you passing info about Val? The note Ooh. said, Valentine, not the target. Mm. Oh. And it wasn't there when you came back in the morning. And it was not there, nor was there a response when I came back. Interesting. You're here to kill Watson. <laughs> Watson is the target. <laughs> yeah, now, now there's a whole le- level of distrust potentially. All right, so that's that's a good point. You've got a lot of shit coming up. Uh, how are the people feeling? Young characters, players, a lot of, lot of stuff's coming up. I, I think we're, we, we have to know that we're getting close to the end here. Mm-hmm. And that has to be nervous for everybody involved. We took a risk like just taking a nap <laughs> i know nap for eight hours but 16 thank you when yeah. you're old that's the nap yeah. yeah so you know i i think at least for watson he's like well at least we got through the sleeping portion you know we didn't die in a very comfortable bed <laughs> very comfortable mm-hmm. very comfortable how are you feeling walking into a room with like a level 24 artifact? Oh, he's very excited. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited. Nothing bad is going to happen. No. We'll probably, yeah, it seems totally fine in here. We'll probably get some good loot that we can sell and that's it. I, I drew the giant map and obelisk on the table for just so you could know where everyone was standing in the conversation that's upcoming. Well, uh, I just yes. want everybody to know who's listening that this room, the the obelisk is big, right? You said it was like 10 feet. It's five, five feet, feet across, across. 10 so feet high, yeah. So it's not small. Yeah. It's, it's like, a speck in this room. It's like a dot. Yeah, true. It's it's a big room. It's I think about it's, a, it's, it's huge. One, two, three, four, five. 12 squares like by 12 squares, so. 144 <sighs> squares times five, which is like something like. Uh, it's 120 feet uh, across by 120 feet, feet squared. <laughs> it's yeah. a big room. It's big. Vaulted ceilings. Spirals. How tall are those ceilings fly, flying people? Yeah, that's the nice ceilings enough. by default are 12 feet, but I believe in this room they are slightly higher. By default? Like the Pathfinder no, it's a, building codes? Yeah. <laughs> high ceilings? Are you not a part of the, the standard Galarian Builders Association? The, the Galarian Teamsters? <laughs> I don't think Teamsters are building buildings, Jason. But they're all together. They all know each other. No, they're moving buildings from place to yeah, place. There you go. They're shipping the, the building stuff. So the rest of the ceilings in this building have been 12 feet high. Contract however, is the word I was looking for. Thank you. Contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, however, this Pipe room fitters. is 20 feet high. And you're all queued up behind that door. Uh, sort of a door on the, the western edge of the room. And as a matter of fact, you know what? We can probably stand to go through a description of the room again. 
Sure. I cut some of you all off. Is, does everyone feel good about where you're at? You just want to jump uh, in? Where no, I Val feels very bad about where she's at. Yeah? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, I think that she, Val is a very deceptive person with a 30 deception. And so I think that she knows enough to know that like in the moment that Drasharis is like talking to her, she doesn't think that he's lying, but it's also like she knows that people can kind of hide their intentions through not directly lying about something. And so I think she's very unnerved and unsettled. And then also is kind of feeling like, you know, again, like a cog in the wheel here for some very heavy things going on with like gods and power. And I think she was kind of hoping to like, she was an assassin. She's like in her thirties and wanted to like fade into the background. And I feel like now she's just like realizing like, Oh, I've got a lot of work in front of me, whether it's taking care of like whoever the hell Drosharis works for that wants to kill her or like, you know, being a liaison to these gods. And it just seems like things are about to get very out of hand for her. So it's the same process everyone in the thirties goes through. Like if retirement is so far away still, yeah, yeah. might have to kill somebody to survive. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Life in your thirties. And Drosharis' thing probably puts an obstacle between Fox and Val too, just because I'm closer to, mm. to Dro. Yeah. That's so true. That's a little bit of everything at back at like this tense place. And that I think we had that avoided she, for a while. she's like, you know, I don't know that she would necessarily like reveal it a lot, but she is not happy about the idea that somebody would be like willing to kill Watson as kind of a bystander to her situation. So I think that she is truly contemplating killing Drosharis before it's all said and done. I feel like killing Watson would be like killing the dog in John Wick. Like it it's just carte blanche <laughs> for the audience for, for that person to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They killed Watson. All right. Anything is excusable now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. But yeah, I feel like there was, there was definitely some big reveals in the last one. I don't want to set the stakes too high, but it's nothing on what's coming up in this episode. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but if you don't make it through this fight, Watson dies. <laughs> Those are the real stakes. <laughs> the only one here who can truly kill Watson is James. Or Trent. Yeah. Mm, I guess I'd still have to. I have a lot of power here. Sure do. But you know who has a lot of power in this room? Is the this Watson. giant scary monster? Huge creature standing at the center of this vaulted 20 foot high ceilinged chamber. Noted. It's surprisingly lofty. We talked about how there's several grooves carved into the stone of the floor. And what look like wide spirals, but something about the shape of them is just uncomfortable enough that looking at them almost gives you vertigo. To see them is to feel like maybe you're unbalanced or un- the floor is uneven, or maybe that you're even falling, like an optical illusion of carving. The room's center, though, has this purple obelisk pillar, if you will, 10 feet high and five feet across. But as we alluded to, Probably the more uh, compellingly odd image is a huge creature positioned sort of between you and the obelisk. So it's not on top of the obelisk. No, it's it's standing next to and sort of looking at and down on it. What's he look like? <laughs> He's like leaning. Do we get the drop? Oh, you will in a second. I'm gonna <gasps> start. Got the one leg straight, one leg. Not straight, so yeah, he's like yeah. cocking the cheeks out a little bit. Right. Oh, like, right. <laughs> it's called popping a hip, Jason. Well, how? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I want you to imagine. You all look like, like travelers. Like, <laughs> all we see is popped hip and monster ass 
with a little peek <laughs> over the side. Uh, imagine back behind him. <laughs> imagine a millipede. Oh, I don't oh, want to start no, with well, that tail. That's not what like we a wanted. Forked, uh, sort of like a forked crescent moon bit of like bone. And then coming up this multi-segmented back to where the millipede leg should start. Instead, it looks like if someone were to put both of their hands together and each finger were an almost crab, fleshy crab leg protruding out from this snake millipede body. Where it grows into a rib cage, arms and blades coming out from it, and above it, three heads, each the size of a person, crowned in bones coming out of their foreheads. Uh, just We just closed yeah, the door. I mean, like, okay. As you open the door, Goodbye, I'm its <laughs> whole body and its heads turn around you and one of the three body-sized mouths opens up as it crooks an enormous claw at you and in common says, I request a parlay. Oh. And, uh, would you all like to see a photo and describe yes. this? Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's go ahead and press the button here. I was be like, "You shouldn't die, monster." <laughs> Foul would. Yeah, that was like, I was going to shot it. <laughs> Partly, so this is size huge. Oh, oh right, right. my Let's god! Go. Who wants to take a stab at describing this? Weird. Uh, no. It looks Pass. like you would fight it in Elden Ring. Yeah. It looks like a tree with centipede legs and scary bone mouth crown situation and also skulls. Any, anybody seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie? Oh yeah, of course. With Ivan the Use. It's like three Ivan the Use faces. Yeah, yeah. Its eyes are legs. glowing. Um, oh, you know what it kind of reminds me of? is like an actually more scary version of the, um, the thing from the Green Knight. The Green Knight. Mm. <laughs> the eponymous yes, green the knight. eponymous green knight. Like kind of like the tree face vibe. Yeah. And if you walked by, like, let's say you're at a Chinese food buffet and you walked by the crab legs tub, that's what its legs looks like. It yeah. looks like a bunch of like jumbled. misshapen, jumbled. Some of the feet are pointing up. I don't know how that works. But yeah, this thing's a mess. It's also labeled three-faced regent. So uh, this whole regent situation, I feel like, is... Ah, so it's a board of trustees. <laughs> so uh, this is one of the, I, I was we need talking, to talk about your articles of incorporation. <laughs> the other day about how important props are, especially when you're playing in person. Because I remember ages ago, I was playing in a Starfinder game. Trent and I were both players in a Starfinder game down in Denver that a friend was running. And he had picked up the pawn set for that particular adventure path. We were like the second bookends. We've been fighting a lot of human style enemies and we get to a point where this like fucking dragon thing comes out and he just slams down the pawn and the entire table just had a like oh fuck that's the scale and size of what we're dealing with um so with that in mind i was really happy when i picked up the pawn sets for at least the bestiaries in uh pathfinder second edition and so this creature is in one of the bestiaries and has a pawn and i was so excited so you'll all bear with me uh you can go ahead and give me a commentary or talk just fill while i lean over the table and set this down I don't want to. I'm nervous. Oh my god, that's oh, a huge no. pond. Oh. Is that seriously how much bigger it is well, than us? Yeah. So no, I, we will note that the art in the bestiary is a little bit different. The one in Grey Death is this unique. Is well, because the Grey Death one, as I said, it has like crowns. It's it's a crowned creature. It is actually it, it will introduce. It, so it reaches out. I would like to request a parlay and crooks one of its big, like talons at you. Well, if you insist. 
Excellent. Come in. Oh, can we not do it from out here? It will be more difficult. But if you wish to begin starting our conversation, then it is fine for you to do so from wherever you like. It matters to me not. Do I get the idea that the magic I detected is coming from the obelisk? Yes, 100%. Okay. okay. Josh R. steps in front of Watson. Welcome. I am three-faced regent. And I understand that you might be able to help me. And it's one of those where, like, each word is said by one of the different heads, sort of going back and forth while they talk. Is that your, is that your birth name? Three-headed regent? Three-faced. Faced. I am a minor, but powerful noble of Zaibalba. Does anyone know what that is? Uh, uh, can I religion? People. Is that your cousin? Or? Should I roll an occult to see who's... Sabalba is? Sabalba. The Buddha's Eve race. Speaking of, whoever writes Mandalorian and decided to celebrate Bunta Eve in the last episode and didn't race pods, fire that person. Pod racing was amazing. And we've, ne- we've never seen it again. Now that's what I call pod racing. Um, <laughs> religion check, Jane. What's your bonus? 27. Um, You haven't oh, heard. Oh, just kidding. 25. Sorry. <laughs> You definitely haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't. You did. You rings a bell, but you're not sure why. You could probably research it. Um, Jason, you want to do? I'll allow an occult potentially. What's That's your bonus? 26. Yeah, you have heard of uh, Sibalba. It's the land of dread, the domain of Sackhills, a demi plane drifting inside of the ethereal plane designed to inflict pain and misery on travelers by enacting their worst nightmares physically in the world around them. Isn't Nelibit supposed to be taking care of this? So, bees? What? Doesn't your charis hate bees? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate how important they are to the environment? What exactly are you requesting? Uh, I don't want, really want to call you friend, to be quite honest. Regent. Regent will be fine. Your regentness? Just regent. Oh, okay. Drop the V. Don't tell me what to do. I... You may call me the Watson. Excellent. <laughs> the what? All I need from you is your help. With this contraption, this pillar here, it seems to... Uh, I have not the knowledge I need to use its reservoirs of power. Right, right. I don't think we'll be helping you in that regard. What, what, what are... What, excuse me. What exactly are you hoping that it... It, it will do for you. The same thing you might want from it. Once again, like it sort of will start with one face and sort of jumps to the other heads as it comes in. You're here for the worm. 
Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, we are. Nope. This could help. <laughs> oh, don't. Please don't do that. This is horrible. What does it do? What What is it you're trying to accomplish? Try to be less vague. <laughs> this pillar is older than this land. It holds knowledge. It connects to the truth of all things. I have not the skill to work it, but it would give the knowledge needed to usurp the worm. Can I sense motive? Yeah. Uh, what's your perception bonus? And do you have any bonuses to you know? Now it's just a battlefield battle stuff. It's a uh, twenty-six. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it, it certainly seems like it feels like this thing would hold potentially useful knowledge for you. I think, what, why do you want to usurp the worm? What would you do instead? I do not like having my life bent to its will. Fucking hell, man, I get that, Drushar Snomskin. <laughs> <laughs> No one likes their boss. Would you uh, would you allow us to come up and read the obelisk without, you know, please maybe stand in one corner away from us because you're very scary. Of course. This repository of knowledge stands here unlocked before my delicate touch. And look, do you not question from whence comes payment and orders the provenance of the hand that feeds you. I would do the same. I'm trying to learn as much as I can about this creature that has called me here, but I've yet been unable. What does the worm want with you? It wants me and my kin. To guard it here. But I find myself growing tired of its schemes. What's the worm's scheme? I know not, but it has told me to stay, to guard, and to command a noble such as I is to lessen me. Why don't you just blip back to whatever creepy realm you came from. It summoned me here once, and without knowledge of how to push or fight back, I, even as strong as I am, would be forced to tax my resources against one such as it. Can we see if it's lying? Yeah. So Drosharis has already attempted one and hasn't gotten lies. What's your perception bonus? Uh, 28. Val would like to do the same, and I have a 30. Okay. For this specific thing, thanks to lie detector. Okay. Um, I'm looking up some of the DCs here. NBD. What was your bonus, Trent? Mine is 28. Okay. Um, you're not, it's hard to read this thing. You're not getting any intrinsic stuff, and yours is 30, Jane. Mm -hmm. Same thing, um, could be... 
it, it does seem like it's interested in learning more about its employer, learning how to get something from it. What I would, Watson, we know. you feel like maybe there's a little left out in why he wants to learn more about the worm, but it, it does feel like it makes sense if something forcibly summoned it here, it wants to know more about it or be able to learn sure. and get an edge. What I know, like, I mean, I feel like characters of this level would know, and I just don't know with like mm-hmm. Pathfinder stuff, how like summoning works. Like, is there a, like, is there something that's trapping it to its this certain location? Or like, is it like, if we killed the worm, this thing would be free? It's a little different. It's from ritual to ritual. You can summon it, you can make pacts with it and things like that. So it's... All sorts of things can happen. Usually it's an arrangement or an agreement, but a lot of summoners will also often try to make sure they have leverage or the power to, once they summon something there, compel it to agree to a deal uh, with it. Mm. So, um, I think that if we're not fully into the room yet, mm-hmm. Val, being very stealthy and sneaky, will like kind of step out of the way a mm-hmm. little bit, like maybe a little bit quietly. Sure. Grab the nosy charm mm-hmm. and try to send a message to the psychopomps and say, essentially, through the you know sending charm, mm-hmm. biggest sack hill we've ever seen. <laughs> send help. Uh, biggest sack hill ever seen. Four words. You've how, got how many can I say? Twenty-five words. Oh, okay. I believe. Um, encrypts beneath galts. Okay. Uh, what is this monastery? Mm-hmm. Three-faced regent. Three-faced regent. A a, yeah, noble sack hill. Okay. Bound by worm. Sure. Goes off. <laughs> Twitter, 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 Twitter. Joe Charis kind of looks up and says, "Why do we need your help? Why should we not lay you low and do it ourselves?" Well. What have you to gain by killing me when I have done nothing to you? Experience, Experience points. points, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's fucking grumble. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, Did you say ex- let's fucking grumble? I said rumble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. <sighs> Look. Give... Me, your assistance. I will teach you the ritual which I have learned to access this repository of knowledge. Oh, there's no, there, I'm sorry, there's no way we're doing that, right? Like, we're not going to help this creature in any way. I, I don't, look at it, I don't trust it. <laughs> help me gain this knowledge. Um, can we and look into you? we all profit. Yeah, right. Uh, can we go up and look at the obelisk, maybe? Of course you can. We're going to help you, yes. So you all walk up. Do all of you walk up or just a couple? Definitely on the other side of where it is. Sure, so you go to the far side, the east side of the room. Yeah. There's a couple of double doors on the east side of this vaulted Uh, room. Can I, that's odd, this room really quick? Yeah, uh, you look around and you actually will notice a small secret door in the northeast corner that looks like it was sort of recently added to the room. Um, otherwise, obviously, of course, the big fucking odd thing is uh, you know, the giant pillar, the purple pillar in the middle of the room. Right. There are some carvings on it, but they're not intrinsically like a instruction manual on how to use it. 
what's in the western part of the room? Yeah, in the southwest part of the room, there is an opening to another area, uh, rounded walls in a small alcove. As you sort of moved past it, Watson, you did hear a like an odd set of whispers coming from that room, but there's, you don't see anything in there. Um, yeah. Weird. Uh, uh, are there markings on the obelisk itself? You can look and see what is there to be found yourself, but yes, some predating language as far as you've seen itself. What about this room, creature? Any points towards this? What Jane wrote, scary area, evil whispers, do not trust. <laughs> it is where the gardeners cast their planner binding spells to bring us here from our plane of ah. dread. Can, can we dispel that? It's I, can, a, I can't. It's not... The, it's not a permanent spell. Okay. It's basically well, just like the remnants of the a remnants ritual. Of magic. Okay, cool. Um, sometimes particularly good spaces might have like thinner walls between that plane and others, so it might just be like a particularly good place mm. to cast that, but there's... You do not see any indication of okay. any like, permanent spell. Okay, cool. Trent, you would know that planar binding is a ritual that uses abjuration and conjuration. Ah, uh, okay. Um, are there markings on this obelisk? There are some. Um, your kind of quick gut is that you could spend a lifetime trying to decipher this. Makes uh, sense. The obelisk looks older than anything you've ever seen, including this building itself. Mm. Some extremely high-level magic that none of us could comprehend. You could, with time. Creature, where is the worm? It is behind those doors. And it points to the, those double doors to the east. Oh, Sense motive? Terrifying. Sure. Is it lying? If. Doesn't seem to be. If we help you. Yes. Do you just leave? I take the knowledge with me that you help me gain. And so here's where you and I start to not trust each other. I'm not asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to help me help us. <laughs> Another question for you. We both stand to gain. These shadows... <laughs> These shadows in the in the lights and in the rooms in this crypt, does that have to do with your kind coming here? <sighs> These trifling matters task my patience. You're mortal. asking for our help. Our presence here distorts it. Our presence here brings with it the smallest touches of our own. Our own, which you find unsettling by nature. Definitely do feel that way, yes. There's a lot of you that tried to kill us recently. <sighs> this conversation is taking time away from my efforts here. Will you help me or not? Yes, allow me to perform a ritual to try and uh, get to the base of, of the knowledge you seek. If you'll help me, I can show you the ritual here. Right, so what What Watson wants to um, augury, actually, now. Okay, that takes ten minutes. Right. Um, ask about the results of a particular course of action. Were we to help this thing? Someone give me, someone give me a diplomacy check to convince Three-Face. Uh, yeah. to, to convince To convince Regent that, like, you're not beginning to cast, like, 
Just give me 10 minutes fireball. to cast Fireball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like you're lying, but you are trying to keep... This is a parlay. You know, this is a negotiation. It's right. back and forth. Right. Uh, yeah, let me... I'll give you a, a diplomacy check here. And while Trent's looking at that... Can G, I aid the diplomacy? Uh, one person can aid. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll for your diplomacy aid. Natural uh, 19. What's the total? Um, um, what is my diplomacy? And what's your training in it? Uh, I am expert, and that's a 45. <laughs> There's a patch from me. Okay, so that you'll get a plus, I think it's a plus two. Might be more, I'm double checking. Um, yeah, you'll get a plus two. I'm in a patch for Watson. Jesus. <laughs> and a double patch I rolled a situation one in there. Four. Double patch. Okay. Sure, it's going to be fine. I mean, it's better. Okay. Plus, oh. And you get a plus two from Jane. Um, Jane did aid. What do you got? I feel like knowing the result of this would be very, very valuable. You know, like the fact that he can't, so if we can convince this thing. If... No, it's not worth more patches. Uh, that is a total of 34. Okay. I'll watch you closely. All right. Oh, yes, of course. Do not try my patience. Yomogoma, find me so. Yomogoma, find me so. Is that the yeah. Jackie Chan Adventures? <laughs> yes. I love that show. Me too. Okay, so I did just double check on the rules for planner binding since you were asking about this, Jane. Mm-hmm. And the general knowledge that Val would have as someone who's been in the world this long is that broadly, some rituals have variations, but unless you have a specific hold over a certain creature, like in some cases knowing its true name or things like that, a successful planner binding will sort of, it's just like casting a line. You'll pull something vaguely like what you're looking for into an area that usually you have some control over, and then it begins a bartering or negotiation for its services. It usually, sometimes it can't escape, or you can set up other spells in which, like, here's the deal. You can't leave until you agree to serve me, but then there's some, like, conversations about the terms of service and things. If there is a critical success on the ritual to bind a creature, you then have a lot more, like, you can then almost force the contract in your exact terms. So the bigger the creature, the sh- harder it is, the better the caster, the more they can exert control over the exchange of services, basically. There's a rule mm. for that. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, so I would like to cast Augury now that he's given All us right. some leeway here. Trent? There's a rule for that. What are the exact... How exactly how does Augury work? Okay. Jason's just slowly pacing the room. Josharis is definitely, like, while you guys are talking is Circling. scanning the room and, like... When this shit goes sideways, where do I need to be standing? Okay. This is, you gain a vague glimpse of the future. During the casting of this spell, ask about the results of a particular course of action. Okay. The spell can predict results up to 30 minutes into the future and reveals sure. the GM's best guess among the following outcomes. Wheel, the results will be good. Woe, the results will be bad. Wheel and woe, the results will be a mix. Nothing, there won't be particularly good or bad results. The GM rolls a secret DC-6 flat check. On a failure, the result is always nothing. Okay. And then, uh, and the, yeah, so you, and then you tell us wheel, woe, or wheel and woe. All right, Trent. What is your course of action as defined by the ass? Because this is one of those, I imagine, like old school fantasy things. The way you phrase this question is very important. Sure. If we help this creature, are the results good or bad? Yeah, for us. That's a very no good response. 
Wait, so that means we don't know if it would be good or bad? <laughs> so that means the GM is ignoring the rules? Uh, uh, I followed the rules exactly. That Which you're you just decline. Oh, you the like flat the flat check? Isn't that what happens? When you yeah. fail, you don't know anything. Or on a failure, the result is always nothing. There won't be particularly good or bad results. That's you don't know what you hear. You're like, look, uh, could go either way. Uncertain. Ask again later. <laughs> is that the old uh, magic eight ball line? Yeah. And then, like the, the result is always nothing. This makes yeah. it impossible to tell whether a result, whether a nothing result, is accurate. So you're not sure if there is nothing? Like, maybe it really is so benign. Now, obviously, the circumstances here belie that, like, look, there's probably something. Oh, totally. So you can, draw, you can draw your own conclusion. So he will uh, look back at the party and be like, I, <clears throat> I will also say, Jane, you've had enough time or if you wanted to designate this thing a lead. Yes, that's what I was going to say, is that... I it saw would, you, like, calling this, for a This moment. takes 10 minutes. No, it's once every 10 minutes. You no, can. I mean, what oh. Watson's doing takes 10 minutes, yeah. right? We asked for it. Um, I think that in that 10 minutes, Val would like to, A, designate the lead, because mm-hmm. I can do that once every 10 minutes yep. as this giant, scary sack hill. And also... Uh, can mm. I do a reconstruct the scene? Because that takes me one minute to just see, like, what has this thing been doing in here? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to use your other ability. You're like, ask questions shit. Oh, I could do that. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, I, re- you reconstruct the scene. You'll have time. And the time you reconstruct the scene, this thing has been in here. Because all you know is physical stuff, right? Uh, this thing has been in here. Uh, I think it flies. So you just, it seems like it's been floating in here. Mm-hmm. So just hanging out. Um, yeah. Because it's only the last, is it the last 24 hours? Like, how long is I can it? do it once per day. Yeah, but so. how long, how long of a vision do you get? Like, how much insight? Oh, for a reconstruct the scene? Sorry, yeah. I, now I'm just thinking about the, doing this question <laughs> asking thing. But I also feel like you're just going to be like, immaterial. No, it doesn't fly. Uh, yeah, it's within the last 24 hours for reconstruct so the scene. So it walks on all those crab legs? It walks on all the crab legs. So you see the signs that it's been sort of pacing around the room. It actually does look like the room's spirals in here. It used to be concentric circles, and it has modified them to be spirals. Uh, your takeaway from that is just that it makes people physically uncomfortable the same way the, the shadows do. Okay, so it just so likes fucking with people. Initially, I wanted to... So I have this thing that I did a few episodes ago called Who Done It, where I can take a lead that I have and ask the GM two questions about it that they're forced to answer yes, no, um... If, if it has a practical application to our situation, if it just doesn't, then it, the answer can be immaterial. Um, I can only use it once a day. And I had thought like, I'm going to save this until we have a really relevant question about the worm that we need to know. Uh, however, in looking at it right now, I see that you can't use whodunit more than once for the same lead. So I think I've already done that mm-hmm. pertaining to the worm before. Um, so I think I will go ahead and do it now. And as this is my lead, mm-hmm. I think two the questions. Yeah. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so first question: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we help this monster, will the results be in our favor? What am I allowed to answer? Yes, no, or immaterial. If it, but it's yes. immaterial. If we help it, the results will be in our favor. Yes. Um, the second question is, 
How long does it take to do this process? Because you've spent one minute, one minute. reconstructing I can ask, oh. Yeah, one minute to ask two questions. Uh, is it possible to successfully defeat, for us to successfully defeat this creature? Yes. I love all of these abilities coming out. <laughs> I'm trying to figure what the fuck is going on with yeah. this room. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, Joe Sharis is just like, when are we going to chop this thing's legs off? Dwarf. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Uh, you to help me or have all of oh. you wasted our time. Right, I was just, you know, powering myself up. Uh, if we help you, you must agree to go back to where you came from and not interfere with us or anything here again. I will not go back to where I came. I will not interfere. Wait. Where, you wish where are you going? Wherever I want. Oh, that my seems problematic. Shell and will always be my own. Would you trust? Would you really trust me if I told you I would go where you told me to? No, of course not. I wouldn't trust you ever. So then, why does it matter what I say? Fox. Is this a riddle? What do you? One think? of us always <laughs> lies. <laughs> I. I think that we have to focus first and foremost on defeating the worm. And oh. if this gives us a leg up, then I we need to say be that you have that. information that can help us in defeating this creature. That is what I hope to find in this repository of knowledge. I seek in it answers. Answers unknown to those living for centuries. Answers I believe here. Try as I might, I have not the skill to crack this. And if none of you do either, I have no time for you. All right. I would just like to say that I believe we should lend our skills to this effort. Of course we will you help do. you. I also vote we should help this creature. Here is how this is going to work. Well, now I'm fucking out. You don't tell us what to do either. <laughs> well, and so what it's going to so are, are all of you on board now? Reluctantly. Yes. Since not. <laughs> He's Watson? an outvoted. I mean, I, I certainly us. don't have the power to withstand this creature on my own, so I have to go along with what you're saying. So, this thing proceeds to explain the parameters of a ritual called legend lore. It's a ritual that exists. It's not something that it intrinsically created. It's a level 7 divination ritual. Usually it takes a day to cast. It requires two casters and a few different skill sets. This one's a little bit different. In this case, and let me scroll up to all my fucking notes on this shit. All right. So, this is a giant pillar, and there is a modification of this ritual. This ritual will take an hour to perform, and it is going to need, let's see, and no single creature can perform the ritual as a primary or secondary caster more than once a day. 
And so here's what's going to happen. Um, you're going to perform a variation on, I have so many notes for this whole room. You're going to perform a variation on the legend lore. And um, let's see. You're not, it, it will ensure your, it tells you that it has failed and it cannot attempt again. It will ensure your safety and protect you while you work on the ritual in case anything or anyone were to come and interfere. This will require a mastery level proficiency in occultism. Do any of you have that? A master? Yes, master. Yes. Oh. I do not. No. So Drosharis is the only one who can lead this ritual. Um, oh, the yeah, second... Well, ugh, I looks gotta get up here. The secondary <laughs> checks is uh, you'll need either society or performance, and you can do any <laughs> level of training in that. We did not take performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, everybody no pointed at me for society. Come up with the performance thing. I was a bard in my dance at the party. <laughs> we have to go find that water dancer. Yeah, no. And so, has anyone? I'm curious, has anyone ever touched this pillar in the time you've been here? Oh God, absolutely no, not. No, 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 no. Okay. So no, no fucking way. Really? Regent says. Lay a hand upon the pillar, um, and, it, and I will guide you through <laughs> the ritual. Bless you. Bless you. Sorry, Sorry. Jane's allergic to my bullshit. <laughs> Every time. Ever. And this monster's. Uh, <laughs> it's allergy season. So since I'm a master in a cold, I look kind of like I Watson, mm -hmm. and shrug well, a little bit. Well, I am the oldest, and he'll just put his hand on the pillar. <laughs> All right. So as soon as you touch this rich, as soon as you touch the pillar, your mind starts to fill with images and knowledge. <laughs> I'm trying to not so hard. And it like think uh, think OG Matrix like downloading kung fu and like learning skills. Mm -hmm. It's downloading essentially imprinting into you the conceptual ideas of how to perform the le the ritual legend lore, and you will regardless know how to do this in the future. This is an uncommon ritual, which means like you can only gain access to this by finding it somewhere in the world. You can't just be like, I've got this idea, I want to find it. Cool. You attempt to learn useful legends about a particular subject, which must be an important person, place, or thing. If the subject is present, increase the degree of success of your primary skill check by one. If you have only vague information about the subject before attempting the ritual, decrease the degree of success by one step. These modifiers cancel each other out if you have a subject present, but with little to no baseline information, for example, right? So in this case, you're going to lead. You'll need, uh, oh, so you need two secondary. Ooh. There will need to be a performance check from someone. And a... It can't be society? Well, there needs to be two secondary casters. One is doing performance and one is doing society. Can one do deception? But you said we don't have to, to be trained. to be performance? You don't have to be trained in these. You have to be a master if you're leading it. But anyone can do an untrained performance. Well, I'm definitely going to do society because I have a 31. Mm -hmm. But I do I, have whatever that feat is that lets you do things untrained. Ooh. Does anyone else? I What's will, your society? I will perform. <laughs> <laughs> My society is untrained. All right. Well, what would, your, what uh, would that boost it to Yours too, if you use the feet. Let's see. Let me just read this really quick. It's called uh, ba -da -da -da, deductive improvisation. 
Um, and it says you use your skills to perform whatever task is necessary to solve the case. You can attempt any check that requires you to be trained in a skill. Even if you're untrained, you can attempt any check that requires you to have expert if you're trained. So I don't think it really gives me a bonus. It just mm -hmm. allows me to do it at a the level that level. I'm not at. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that inherently gives you a bonus though. Yeah. And uh, more than just the plus two. I mean, well, unless it's a whole like just like this requires a master in occultism. Maybe that allows you to do it even if you're not a master, but it doesn't maybe give you the bonus. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, because it doesn't more. say anything about a bonus, but um, and it would only take me from untrained to trained in performance. But I have a 31 society. Mm -hmm. Does anyone else have a comparably high but society? Trained, trained in well, I guess it depends on what the mechanic is. But trained in performance would give you like a 20 something. Read that ability again, Jane, your training thing. Okay. Because I'm trained in like religion and I have a 22. Yeah. I'm untrained in performance, I have a two. Yeah, I have yeah. a four. Right. You know? So it's like it, you can use your skills at deduction to perform whatever task is necessary to solve. So it's like she is mm -hmm. so savvy that she can do this even if she's not like to the situation that even if she's not trained in that skill. Sure. So I can attempt any check that requires you to be trained, even if I'm untrained, any check that requires you to have expert as long as I'm trained in it and any check that requires master as long as I am expert. So, so like any level it doesn't actually improve above. your bonus. Yeah. It just counts okay. your proficiency as higher yeah. for yeah. the yeah. sake of like gatekeeping. So oh, okay. I still only have a plus four to performance. performance. Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, if when you attempt these checks, what the secondary checks do is they affect the primary person's ability. If you critically succeed... On a secondary check, the main person gets a plus two. If you succeed on a secondary check, they get no bonus. If you fail, the main person takes a minus four. If you critically Oof. failure, the main person has their entire degree of success reduced by one. Okay. That's why I think I should... The, we don't know the DC. Oh, I'll give you the DC. That's okay. why I still think I should do society, though, because I have a better chance too. at critically passing. Yeah, but if someone critically fails, it completely downgrades Jason's attempt by one, regardless. And the DC that you're going to be looking to hit is in the mid-30s, I think. Okay. I'm willing to share that with you. Jason, your DC is 37. Okay. The, the secondary check DC is 32. Okay. So, now so also, I have a pretty good chance of have... getting a critical and mm -hmm. helping you. Mm -hmm. A self-playing violin. Does that help on performance checks? What? Oh, oh wait, yeah. Did you get that from the music room, Watson? But also, yeah, we did pick it up. I mean, Watson doesn't have it. I'm but. pretty sure I put it in my bag. Could you also use the the book to get an item bonus? That's uh, for recall knowledge. That's for recall knowledge specifically. It's a ma greater maestro's instrument or something like that is yeah. what it's called. So I, I have an idea. Go on. I do have guidance. Okay. So at least I can give a plus one to a performance check. So here's what I'll say. Uh, technically, guidance is for a single action. This is a 10-minute check, but I'll allow it because I like it and I think it's interesting. And it's still really unlikely that Jared will succeed anyway. Wow. <laughs> hyping us up. Yeah, um, I'm here to help. We are that, literally just trying to avoid a critical failure. Additionally, okay. can I aid his performance check? Uh-huh. With what? With athletics. How would you do that? What if I'm like... Yeah, how would you do that? You know, like the movie Ghost. Like, what if I'm just like... <laughs> oh God, yes. Behind him, like, moving his arms with him, you know? All right, I'll, I'm going to raise the, the DC for that, obviously, because that's wild. I don't think that's fair. No, that's fine, yeah. Because it does say it may be a higher DC if it's less appropriate. Oh, I yeah, think totally. this is the case. A little Unchained Melody? 
Yeah. So let's start with that, Trent. So go ahead and roll your uh, athletics aid. Okay. And we'll set this all up. I mean, it's not horrible. Okay. You got this. And what's your training in athletics, by the way? I'm a master in athletics. All right, MBD. That's a 36. Okay. No. Oh. Terrible math. Terrible math. 37. And from our quick pause conversation, Jared, you're going to be bringing out the Greater Maestro's instrument yes. and having, hopefully having it magically help you play of it. Of course. I mean, <laughs> I can't play it without magic. So. <laughs> or me behind you. <laughs> the devil went down to Galt and he was looking at yeah, the no, no kidding. Your muscles are so supple. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So that is not just going to be an aid, because I increased the DC by a measurable amount, but that will be a crit success. Nice. Oh, so wow. you're a master in athletics. Yeah, what is that, a plus three? Um, yeah, so that'll be a plus three. So we worked this all out. So that means you're going to have a plus nine on this untrained check to oh, try great. to play wow. a violin. So now I want to talk about a couple of things before we go into these checks, because... I'm nervous. We'll all figure this out. Me too. Drosharis, when you touch the pillar, you learn how to cast this ritual. This pillar has an interesting... In this case, it may be a safeguard built in, but the pillar imparts to whoever touches it. I'm going to give you a little bit of insight here. In this moment, the pillar shows you a little bit of the citadel being built around it. This pillar was here first, mm. found almost back in the Age of Legends, found by people on Earth back before Starfall or near to it. And this temple was built around this. Mm. Actually, let me double check that timeline. Didn't it's we figure old. out that this the citadel is like thousands of yeah. years old? Mm -hmm. Yeah, super And the, the creatures whose natures I was speaking with them about were mm -hmm. saying like this was a, this has long been like a center of knowledge, which makes sense with this item here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for context, we're talking about millennia old. So this is pre-fall wow. of the Islanti Empire. Okay creatures found this pillar, which seemed to itself at that time already hold knowledge and built a temple around it. In touching it, you see a little bit of its construction. You see time over the years of dedication to different gods of knowledge, including Nethys himself at what point being worshipped here. And you realize that one of the traits of this pillar is whoever touches it learns of the questions asked by those who used it last. Oh, fuck. Ah. Okay. So when you learn the ritual, you also do learn a little about what Three-Faced has been asking Ooh. of this pillar. Hell yes. Will I ever find a wife? <laughs> <laughs> Will I find... really put the chicken for Chick-fil-A and pickle juice? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a <laughs> So... You specifically learned that Regent has been researching the Conqueror Worm's ability to escape death by projecting its own consciousness elsewhere into the world. Mm. Mm. It hasn't found answers to that question, but it knows enough to ask that. It's trying to Emperor Palpatine this shit. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn it. It's, it wants to do the same thing. Yeah. So... That's what I was worried about, is it just wants to take its place. Yep. All right. So now it's time for some checks. <sighs> All right. Who do we, should we start with? Uh, should we start with Jared? 
Yeah. Works the best. <laughs> you have a plus, plus nine, nine total. Plus nine as, as Watson is behind you ghosting so, you. So what does he need to roll? And is this the most significant roll we've made? For you to not critically fail. Yeah, I don't think I can succeed, but I cannot critically fail. For you to not critically fail, you need to hit a 22. Which is 13 uh, or higher. Sorry, a 23 or higher. 22 is critical yeah. failure, 23. Okay. So on the die. Ooh. We have three patches. Yeah. Should we need to use them? Mm-hmm. We ready? There's a, there's a lot too. of role playing in the episode to go, and it's really going to come in here. Yeah. Now, that that being said, what type of creature are you, Jared? Oh, God. A tiefling. What? Now, An is... honest one? <laughs> are you a fiend? Do you carry that tag as a tiefling? Don't believe so. It just I don't says think so either. But I just want to human, check. Human, racist. One of the things Most that bad guys are Jared. One of the things on Jared. One of the things that Drosharis learns in touching this. Keep in mind, like so, this pillar. No one knows what created it. This thing was here before civilizations. Uh, Tiefling says you descend from fiends. But descend from does not mean it carries the tag of. That's It'll true. tell you you gained the trait. Hero Lab under traits. It's not one of them. I trust Hero Lab. So. Here's one of the things you find out about this. This pillar's existence, whatever created it, stands in opposition to aberrations, fiends, celestials, and monitors. It is against huh. outside influence. Interesting. If any of the primary or secondary casters is one of those types, reduce the degree of the primary skill check. If That's why he couldn't do it. That's why Regent mm -hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah, because he's a fan. Uh, yeah. If the ritual's subject is one of those types, increase the degree of success of the primary ca caster by one. So now you will have to add, obviously I'm guessing you're asking about the Conqueror Worm, mm. which you know to be an aberration. So mm. you will have an increased result of success on your check because cool. whatever created this weird construction designed it to be a repository of knowledge to protect against aberrations, gods, and devils. Okay. Cool. So let's go for this roll, Jared. What do you need to what do you need to hit to hit 23? Uh, 14 or uh, higher? 14. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Oh that's god. A, that's a high number. Oh my god. What is it? Got it. Is that an 18 or 16? That is a 16. Stop. 16. Yes! <laughs> So you nice get him. Watson helps guide <laughs> Fox's elbows <laughs> yes. and playing the oh shakiest violin rendition. Yeah. Yeah. Dro has one eye closed, twinkle, but twinkle. he's like also like, what the fuck Val's is Val's like, actually here? not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> is like, should I learn how to play an instrument? Do I have a natural gift? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that if you live, you're going to show up on another campaign as a like, really shitty bard. Yeah, well, a level one bard. I know you're what skill retired. I'm taking. Well, no, no, I, I love the idea that you'll still be like a level 18 character everyone's like this bar this amateur bard sucks and then like a fight breaks out and you just destroy a village <laughs> all right so that is a failure so jason you're looking at a, a net minus four right now on your check you're welcome oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay all right jane society all right Ooh, what's it gonna be um that is a 42 oh god <laughs> whoa that's a critical success, Chris success. Hey. which means, Jason, you're it's now flat. at a... No, no. 
you're now at a net minus two. Minus two. Failures okay. are weighted higher than success in rituals. And my so minus two and my DC is thirty-seven. Yep. Which is honestly such a bummer for me because society is like the best thing. Like society and deception are Val's best skills and like the entire thing she's built around. So the one time I really get to use it where it's important, it's like even your success is a failure. It's offsetting. <laughs> but I do kind of love this. You're an investigator, but like your whole backstory, Drosharis, wasn't it about being like looking into the occult, like an occult researcher in some ways. And that's also like my alter ego is like occult anything. So Val's just Art, telling you like the text. ancient people of la 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 did all this and you're like, oh yes, I remember. This oh. is the most like Cthulhuian shit ever. This is a repository of knowledge not created as far as you know by humans against things from outside of reality. Very spooky. Josaris has his hand on there and he can like feel his... I guess I could say friends. Friends. <gasps> what? Performing this ritual with him. He feels like strange power, things that he's learned. Mm-hmm. How's a 39? That's the total? Yeah. So you start to see in visions. And it's one of those where, like, to anyone watching you, it's two, three, four seconds, maybe a minute. But to you, it feels like years. And you're seeing... You're playing a piccolo? you all right let's talk through some fucking shit here yeah you continue before you get into that yeah high fives all around probably the most important set of roles ever way Uh to engineer the lowest possible result we could get yep we honestly didn't use a single patch that's true. Amazing. And you know what? Even if someone wants to get on me about using guidance for a long-term check, you still made it by more than the guidance yeah, margin, so three. you're good. And there you the, go. I mean, take away that plus one whatever to anything, we still would have made it. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty hot. Nice. So you sort of you said he was hot. I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like our first bonding that moment. You can use it for a skill check. That's a skill check. Yeah, right? I guess so. Because yeah, it's a little different. No, I like that. But regardless, you got it off. So you learn yeah, we the Conqueror Worm off. has this ability called Telepathic Escape. Has the traits Enchantment, Incapacitation, Mental, Occult, and Possession. And when the Conqueror Worm <laughs> dies, it telepathically projects its consciousness into a creature infected by its mental invader abilities and one who must also be in the same plane of existence as the conqueror worm dear god fuck the creature must succeed a you know what it does say you learn the details of this ability the creature must succeed a dc 48 oh my will god. save or it is overtaken by the conqueror worm when it dies oh when my the god dies this has the same effects as the possession spell with an unlimited duration, except that the conqueror worm has wholly forgone its own physical body. A host body possessed by the <gasps> conqueror worm undergoes terrible changes. Every day, the host must succeed a DC 48 will save or become permanently stupefied one or increase its stupefied value by one and increasingly pale, balding, and bloated. When the host reaches stupefied four, an ectoplasmic cocoon forms around it. And over the next 24 hours, 
the host undergoes a swift metamorphosis and emerges as a new conqueror worm <laughs> with all of the memories of its previous incarnation. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say, so this oh conqueror worm is whoever killed it, killed the last one. This is great lore. That's Holy phenomenal. Crap. That's crazy. I know we should talk to the guy that wrote this. What's his name again? Ron Lundy. Ron one of Lundy us is going to turn the, into the fucking conqueror about worm. The lesser death, so. Hey. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Made up for it in the last two rooms. Oh, there's more. Oh. Oh, God. Because once the cocoon forms, 24 hours before it emerges, and at this point, the host is dead and can never be restored except by miracle or wish. Before that point, however, the horrid transformation can be ended by any effect that expels the Conqueror Worm's possession meaning would-be slayers of a conqueror worm had best locate its consciousness and in the possession in the possession before it's too late and the worm rises again so you see this arc almost an abstract completed over centuries this worm you're not sure where the original one came from but it's essentially a mnemonic concept it's an idea one day born inside the recesses of someone's mind until their body changed and thought became form, erupting from it a demigod. And throughout the centuries, each time it dies, the idea of this worm that's passed on from one to the next continues its legacy. However, remember how I mentioned that if the subject of the legend lore, rit legend lore ritual from this pillar is an aberration, you increase its success? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you just learned was the details of a success. Heck yeah. So in this moment, you get a flash and you see through the eyes of each person currently touched by the worm's mental seeds. You can just feel and see the last of the touches of life energy of a man in a long silk robe, dinner jacket robe, dying on the floor. You see two women looking at each other over a brazier in a stone room, blue fire coming out of it. Interesting enough, you see through each of their eyes each other at the same time as they work on a ritual. And you see only one last point of view. You see black feathered hands slowly picking up broken bits of medicine and alchemical yep. bottles ah. and putting them back on the shelves inside of a shop that all of you know well. No. Tune in next time to find out more. Shit. No. Oh, the Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. <laughs>